The drive to go further and reach higher. The same thing that inspires you, inspires us. At Strayer University, we're always searching for new ways to make education more affordable. That's why we offer access to up to 10 no-cost gen ed courses to help you save time and money so you can keep striving. Visit Strayer.edu to learn more. No-cost gen ed provided by Strayer University affiliates of Field Learning. Eligibility rules apply. Connect with us for details. Strayer University is certified to operate in Virginia by CHEF. Ladies and gentlemen, this is your pilot speaking. We're traveling at 30,000 feet, and it's time for the Totally Useless Information Podcast, the pilot episode. Who's flying the plane? Is anyone flying the plane? Who's flying the plane? Fasten your seatbelts as we are your in-flight entertainment. Sit back, relax, and be amazed at how much useless information is out there. How many pounds of skin will a human being shed in their lifetime? The best remedy after being stung by a jellyfish is what? I'm Nick. And I'm Roy. And we go out of our way to scour the internet for totally useless information we really don't need. So join us on this journey as we find out together more useless information out there in this totally useless information. It's everything you never needed to know. By listening once a week, you'll get smarter than you think. The Totally Useless Information Podcast, hosted by Nick and Roy. Well, hello there, and yes, welcome to the pilot episode of the Totally Useless Information Podcast. Hello, my friend Roy. How are you? Welcome from beautiful, sunny, orange-laden Florida. (laughs) Welcome from beautiful Toronto. We have oranges up here, too. Yes. (laughs) Yes, you do, but you get them from us. But listen, folks... We're 1,500 miles away. We've been friends for how many years, Nick? Over 40 years and counting. 40. Right. So 40 years we've been friends. We met in high school. Nick used to live in the United States. He moved to Canada in 1990. 1990, yeah. Way back when. Awesome. So here we are, 1,500 miles apart, and we've been doing this podcasting since, well, we, we first met. But podcasts weren't invented back then, so we finally started to record them. And here we are for you to give you totally useless information. So, like we said, sit back, relax. You'll be amazed at how much information's out there. And we are here for you. Well, if Al Gore invented the Internet, then we invented the damn podcast. That's right. Absolutely. So, let's kick it off right away with one of the most popular things I've ever come across. Animals. Animals. Animal, crazy animal. You're going to find some amazing jingles. <laughs> the budget was set way, way high. Uh, you have any loose change in your pocket? Yes, here you go. We threw some coins on the table, and there you go. So here is the animal segment of the Total Useless Information podcast. Yes, I'm getting right into it, Nick. What do you, what do you think a group of flamingos is called? I don't know what. A flamboyance. Oh, Okay, cool. Okay. The housefly hums in the high octave key of F. The fly hums. Hmm. I don't know if that was, I don't know if that was an F. Was that an F? <laughs> Except, of course, a horsefly. You know why? Because the fly is horse. It can't hum. Now, that's a lie. <laughs> <laughs> 
I said useless. A, a group of flamingos is called a flamboyance. A group of pugs is called what? The cute little dog pugs. A group of pugs is called a grumble. Grumble. All right. Yes. I like that. That's kind of cool. A grumble and flamboyance. A flamboyant a flamboyant pug is what? A flambosin grumble. <laughs> right. All right. True or false? If you are stung by a jellyfish, this is my teaser. If you're stung by a jellyfish, the best remedy is to pee on it. True or false? I hope not. <laughs> I would say I would say true because I've heard that people do that. The answer is false. No. Not only is this not an effective treatment, but scientists have found it can worsen the sting. So don't do it. According to the Cleveland Clinic, the proper way to treat a jellyfish sting is with hot water, okay. not urine. So you're at the beach. Somebody says, ah, I got stung by a jellyfish. You run over, you pull your bathing suit down, and you start to urinate on them. Why? No. Why? Why would anyone do that? I would punch them. <laughs> you're, in, you're in for a real rude awakening. Okay. Well, being that you were talking about urine, what animal has the largest penis in the animal kingdom? What a segue. It's <laughs> an amazing segue. Thank you for that. What animal? I would say that I would guess. I don't know if everyone out there would guess the same as me. What do you think, guys? What do you think, huh? Studio audience? Yes, they all agree. The horse. The horse. Well, although the horse has a rather hefty uh, Schwarzenegger, uh, the actual largest penis in the animal kingdom, considered by size, the barnacle. The thing that hooks on to your bottom of your boat is apparently hooking on with something else. <laughs> he has the largest penis in the animal kingdom, the barnacle. My boat or yours? Uh, bats are blind. What do you think? Is that true or false? Bats are blind. You're blind as a bat. Uh, again, like the urine thing, yes, you hear that bats have sonar, so they, they're blind, yes. Executive Director of the Organization for Bat Conservation, he would know a thing or two, Rob Mize, says, some of the bigger bat species can see three times better than humans. Mm. Though bats prefer to make their way around dark caves, like you said, with echoes and sonar and everything, their eyes work perfectly well. So that is false. Bats are not blind. That's, cra that's crazy. See, folks, this is why you tune into this show. Because when you're at a party and you're sitting there and you don't know what to say to people, you think back to this show, you say something, and they'll look at you like you're nuts. Like, for instance, a snail can sleep for three years. Now, you heard me right. Three years. Now, bears hibernate for a season, which is a couple of months. These little okay. critters, they're sleeping. They're doing, they're pulling a Rip Van Winkle. That's rude. If they're pulling the Rip Van Winkles. <laughs> the barnacle can tell you about this. <laughs> <laughs> yes, they they're, they've been pulling on a barnacle. Uh, lions, okay, since we're in the same realm here, lions, a male lion can mate up to 100 times a day in a process that lasts only, and this will make you envious, it lasts only 17 seconds. That sounds like me. Uh, <laughs> you know, the only... <laughs> <laughs> Hold on, it does because they can they can keep this up for around four or five days. Yeah, well, I tell my wife that's the best seventeen seconds of your life. <laughs> <laughs> You're lying. Oh yeah. <laughs> well, how's about this one? A tiger 
yeah. doesn't have striped fur. He ha also, well, he does have striped fur, but it doesn't just have striped fur. He also has striped skin. So if you shave down a tiger, his skin has the exact same pattern of stripes as his fur. That's cool. That's really amazing. I love that. Handsome lions and handsome tigers. And heavily endowed barnacles. <laughs> That's right. Totally useless information. Absolutely. This way you'll find it. Hey, do you know where you can get virgin wool? No, where? <laughs> From really ugly sheep. And that has been... Animals, 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 crazy animals. Wow. Send us an email. We want to hear from you. TUI podcast at outlook.com. Yes, definitely, folks. I know you're listening to the show. Definitely send us an email. We'll use your name. If you have any questions, we'll look it up for you. Hey, Roy, are you hungry? I'm always hungry. Right? How about a food segment? Yippee! Or... Yippee! Hey, everybody. Come and get it. Your weekly sweet and savory facts with your five-star Michelin chefs of totally useless information, Nick and Roy. Come and get it! Like we said, our budget was set real high for that one. You wonder where the pharmaceutical companies lost all those drugs. <laughs> <laughs> hey, speaking of pharmaceuticals, what a great segue. Thank you for that opening. Ketchup was once believed to have medicinal qualities. They could cure, among other ailments, in case you have this, diarrhea and rheumatoid arthritis. Yes. Mm. <laughs> so, Hold basically, yeah, I know. You put ketchup on your French fries, what? You're curing diarrhea? I mean, this is insane. It's true. It is true. Listen, we are, we know what we are. We are the cure for fake news out there. There's all kinds of stuff out there that you don't know if you want to believe or not. You come to us every week, and we'll give you true information like this ketchup was once believed to have medicinal qualities in the 1800s a doctor in ohio in the 1830s in fact claimed that tomatoes can treat diarrhea and indigestion and he published some recipes for kind of tomato ketchup and soon turned into a concentrated pill but because pills weren't really all that you know wonderful to spread all over your hamburger they turned it into like a ketchup paste wow that's cool mm -hmm. that is cool well i got one for you what is the only substance, natural food substance, that's made without destroying any human life or any life at all? That's interesting. I'm not sure. I would say maybe milk because cows don't die after they give milk. Nope. And I'm glad you're getting some wrong because I look like an idiot with the last two trues and false. But actually, it's honey. Honey is yes, the dear. only food product... <laughs> made but without destroying any life at all the bees make the honey if milk the cow actually eats grass which is alive and then it's killed so honey is the only food product made without destroying any life at all that's amazing another interesting fact about honey here's a bonus 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 fact about honey it never spoils because of its properties it never really gets rancid if you have some honey in the cupboard it'll never go bad so that's kind of cool. I like that one. That's true, because, I mean, think about it. We keep honey for such a long time. Okay, I got one. Did uh, you know that you can replace the blood plasma in the human body with one substance? 
coconut milk. Oh, okay. So in case you need a blood transfusion, grab a couple of coconuts. <laughs> Speaking of nuts, give us one, Nick. Chinese food takeout containers. Now, they are absolutely uh, iconic. You know, you order some Chinese food, they come in those little white boxes. Yes. They have a purpose, not just to, to well, transport the food to your house. Its purpose is similar to the cups for seasoning because the small boxes of Chinese takeaway food can be deployed to become small cardboard plates. So when you open up the, uh, take apart the cardboard box, you can use them as cardboard plates. Ingenious. Oh, very cool. I never did that, but I will now. But usually okay. I eat it so damn fast it doesn't even get out of the, the damn little box, you know. I use the <laughs> box as a shovel to my mouth. <laughs> you could do that too, absolutely. Well, this is food, but it's not food. But I know everybody loves and knows Cookie Monster. Oh, yeah. See, it's for Cookie. It's good enough for me. As we can see, Nick still watches it. So... <laughs> Did you know that the Cookie Monster, who everybody knows as Cookie Monster, actually has a name? What's his name? Sid. S-I-D. Sid. Sid the Cookie Monster. Or just Sid. Just like <laughs> like, like a one-name artist like, what's her name? Oh, Cher. Yeah, exactly. He's like I Cher got you, or, or Bono. Right, or Bono too. There you go. Madonna. Folks, send to the TY podcast uh, email all the one-named artists. Prince. Prince, there you go. Or P R I N C E. I thought I thought of the old joke. Um, what did Snow White say when she was in the old one-hour photo developing place? One day my prince will come. I'm not responding to that. <laughs> Twinkies. The question, the lifelong question. Twinkies, do they last forever? Uh, supposedly a long time. Twinkies do, in fact, contain real food. They are truly baked. And they have an official shelf life of mere 25 days. No. After this time, yeah, after the, that particular time, the Twinkie will become, will continue to exist, but will diminish greatly in taste and texture. I think my mom was trying to kill me. <laughs> <laughs> One more from me. Okay. Oklahoma State has a state vegetable. Can you guess? A state vegetable. Forget um... it. Forget it. It's too late. Eh. <laughs> <laughs> Gee, thanks thanks for allowing me to answer that one okay so what's the state vegetable okay nobody will ever get this because they don't even know it's a vegetable watermelon the state vegetable of oklahoma is the watermelon no watermelon's a fruit nope it's it? a vegetable just it's like a vegetable. your damn tomato ketchup tomatoes a fruit so tomatoes a fruit and a watermelon is a vegetable everything that was right side up is suddenly upside down one last thing before we go in this food segment of the Totally Useless Information podcast. Almonds are in the peach family. Peach? Never... Peach. If you think about it, look at the pits inside of the peach. It looks just like an almond. The nut that we knew and loved is technically the hard-shelled fruit of the almond tree of the prunus family. Wow. And it encompasses the part of the stone fruit family, which includes cherries plums, and peaches. The kitchen is now closed. Join us next time on the Totally Useless Information Podcast for more sweet and savory morsels of useless food information. See you real soon!
I'll tell you, the nut that we know and love is alive and well in Toronto, Canada. And she's in the Peach family. You're listening to the Totally Useless Information Podcast. I'm Nick. And I'm Roy. I'm going to tell you my teaser. The human... The, the human? The hum, human. A human will shed how many pounds of skin over a lifetime? That sounds disgusting. Common dust around your house is mostly made up of human skin that was dried up and fell off your body. But over a lifetime, a human will shed 40 disgusting pounds of skin. <laughs> oh, that's disgusting. 40, 40 pounds. So someone sat there and, and collected all of the skin, and they weighed them. I knew that that was weird that that little person was following me around the whole time, you know? <laughs> okay, here's, here's my fun fact before we get to... Uh, Another fun feature on uh, Totally Useless Information Podcast. If you look on your keyboard, you'll find marks over the F and the J keys. Oh, wait. You can look. Mm -hmm. These ridges are used so you remember where to place your fingers first. It's like a starting point. From those keys, you can type without looking at the keyboard. But who does that anymore? Everyone does the hunt and peck mm. technique of typing. And if you look on your phone... Your telephone or your cell phone, there's a little dot next to the five on the five so you can tell where the other numbers in relation to the number five. So we give you some useful information. And you know what? On this program, yes. when we give you useful information, this is what you'll hear. And I, I think it scared them as much as it scares me. You know what? We hear all kinds of expressions every day. Let's explore them, shall we? Where do expressions come from? I don't know. Expressions come from we want to know right now on the totally useless information podcast the pilot episode i'm nick and i'm roy <laughs> 1500 miles apart best friends for 40 years and now we are recording a podcast for you the audience we do this for you yeah we want to give you as much information as possible and because we've truly many... we've truly got better things to do <laughs> oh yeah absolutely <laughs> give us some feedback we'd love to hear from you T-U-I podcast at Outlook.com. What about minding your P's and Q's? That's an interesting expression. Where did that come from? Well, it comes from the early typesetting days because they're both in reverse. If you notice a P and a Q in their lower form is in a reverse type of setting, they were yeah. easy to confuse. So typesetters would say, when you're reading that copy, Make sure you mind your P's and Q's. I like that one. Very good. Hey, how about buttering someone up? Here's an expression. I'm going to butter you up. Okay. I'm going to impress someone with some flattery. You look really fantastic today, even though we're 1,500 miles apart. It was a customary religious act in ancient India. That's where it comes from. The devout would throw butter balls at the statues of their gods to seek favor and forgiveness. So if you have butter balls... Not turkeys. Butter balls, just throw them at the statues, and you will have good luck coming your way. Yes, or extremely large barnacle penises. But uh, butter balls and barnacle penises, that's what we talk about mm -hmm. here at the Totally Useless Information Podcast. What about when you're thirsty, Nick, and you say, yeah. boy, I want to wet my whistle. Oh, I say that all the time. Yeah, <laughs> I know. <laughs> you got to drink it, <laughs> problem. That's right. <laughs> Wet your whistle is an old English term from the ceramic mugs that they produced back when in the days of yonder. 
they produced mm -hmm. ceramic mugs that had a whistle built into the handle so that when you were empty, you could alert the bartender, the barkeep, by blowing on the whistle, and he would know to fill your mug. Oh, I love that one. That's pretty cool. Wet your whistle. I like that one. Right. Hey, how about when, when someone says sleep tight, sleep well is what it means, and during the Shakespearean time, mattresses were secured on bed frames by ropes. Mm -hmm. And it sounds like my bed right now. If you're into that kind of thing, sure. In order to make the bed firmer, well, well with the 17 seconds that you're allowed to, anyway. <laughs> uh, in order to make the bed firmer, one had to pull the ropes to tighten the mattress. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Sleep tight. There you go. Well, what about, speaking of ropes, straight-laced woman. She's a straight-laced woman. You've heard that expression. That's another English term or European term. That came from women's corsets. A woman's corset needed to be tightened. And when it was tightened up, they needed to keep the laces straight in order to tighten it. So if a woman didn't have a tight corset, she was known as uh, improper and, wow. and, and sloppy. She was a slob, a slobbin woman. <laughs> slobbin or Slavian? Listen, she was whatever. She was not right. She wasn't wound too tight. Maybe that's where that expression came from. <laughs> See, now we made our own up. Rule of thumb. We've heard of that. A rule of thumb. Hmm. It's derived from an old English hmm. law. Here go the English again. Which stated that you could not beat your wife with anything wider than your thumb. Where do expressions come from? I don't know where. I don't know where. Where do expressions come from? We want to know right now. On the Totally Useless Information podcast. Yeah. So here's some fun facts for you. So you're sitting around the campfire or sitting around at a cocktail party and you want to tell people, you know, you want to create some small talk. That's one of the most uncomfortable things. People hate small talk. So we provide all kinds of information for you. Like this one. When one goes bowling and throws three strikes in a row, it's called a turkey. Mm-hmm. You've bowled before. You've, you've had uh, some bowling experiences in your lifetime. My family owned a bowling alley, so yes, I bowled. <laughs> okay. Were you a good bowler? I was an excellent bowler at a very young age. The bartenders would sucker the drunkard men at the bar into betting that I couldn't throw strikes, which I did. All right. So, Did you have your own shoes? I, I actually uh, was not that poor, so yes, I had my own shoes. <laughs> at some point, people were kind of poor, and they couldn't afford turkey for the holiday dinner. So when they went bowling in around the holiday time, someone decided to give away a turkey to anyone who managed to throw three strikes in a row. That was a, quite a rare feat. And so giving away a turkey was quite a prize back in the day. Now, since you've owned a bowling alley, I'm going to put you on the spot here. Mm -hmm. Do you know what four consecutive strikes is called? Uh, a really good game. No, not not really good game. A perfect game, which is a 300, which is all strikes from start to finish. Let's call it dinosaur, right. which is non-existent like the dinosaur. Four consecutive strikes is called a ham bone. Uh, because you got a ham bone? Yes. Really <laughs> excited. Six consecutive strikes is a wild turkey. Mm. You get to drink after six consecutive strikes. That's two turkeys. Good. And nine consecutive strikes, a golden turkey. Oh, how nice is that? You know a lot of things about bowling. I know a lot about turkeys. Never mind. Let me ask you a question, Nick. I'm going to get yes. off your bowling thing for a second here. 
What right. what is Humpty Dumpty? It's a great nursery rhyme. I remember that as a kid. You know, Humpty Dumpty sat on a wall. He was quite clumsy. He fell off the wall. What is Humpty Dumpty, though? What is he? I'm trying to think of the rhyme. All the kings met. I, I don't know. Everybody, what is Humpty everybody Dumpty? Everybody at home is saying that Humpty Dumpty is an egg, right? Humpty Dumpty's an egg. He's sitting on the wall. Of course he was. Yeah, yeah. Okay, he was an egg. Right. Except for one thing. In the entire what? nursery rhyme, nobody ever says that Humpty Dumpty is an egg. So that's right. Why do we think Humpty is an egg? Hmm. Well, that's egg on your face. <laughs> <laughs> that's a that's one to think about for a few minutes. It is exactly. And here's something else to think about. So if you wear blue jeans, yes. And if you look carefully, you have two pockets in the back, two pockets in the front, and an extra pocket in your right hand pocket. You want to know what it's for. It's the fifth pocket. The first blue jeans had four pockets. Mm -hmm. They had an extra pocket for a pocket watch. Oh, the little, extra. the little pocket. I'm looking at my jeans right now. The little pocket ah. was for a pocket watch. I always thought it was for, like, keys or change. Nope. Well, you can use it now. You can use it as, uh, I don't know, you could put matches in there. A, uh, put your tokens in there if you take a subway or... Condoms, if you really are expecting a 17-second uh, romp with the lion, the extra pouch was for <laughs> a, a pocket watch. Isn't that something? Kind of cool. I, I just can't believe you said condoms. But okay. <laughs> hey, listen. Yeah. You know the Barbie doll. You know Barbie? Yeah. If you knew well, Barbie like I... No, but for the Barbie doll has a full name. It's not just Barbie the doll. It's Barbie... And she has a middle name as well. Barbie Millicent Roberts is the doll's actual name. So next time, don't call it Barbie doll. Say, boy, I ran into Barbie Millicent Roberts today. <laughs> yeah, if, if, if Barbie's mom was mad at her or something, listen, Barbie Millicent Roberts, get over here right now. Get away from Ken. Listen, I got another one for you. We all know and love Donald Duck, right? Absolutely. You know, Donald Duck, it's not just Donald Duck. Donald Duck has a middle name. Of course he does. Why wouldn't he? <laughs> Donald Duck has no pants, but he has a middle name. Okay. Exactly, which is a little strange of Walt Disney, but that's another story for another day. Donald yes. Duck's middle name, and fittingly, is Fontelroy. Fontelroy. Donald Fontelroy Duck. Fontelroy. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's kind of cool. I didn't know that. Do you have a middle name, by the way, my friend? I, you know, in all the years I knew you, I don't know. Do you have a middle name? I certainly do, and now I'm not telling you. No, it's Salvatore. I don't have a middle name. I've been called many other things, yes, but I do not have a middle name. That's kind of cool. Barbie has a middle name, and even Donald Duck. That's kind of cool. I like that one. That's kind of sad. You don't have a middle name. You don't have shoes, oh. but you have a turkey. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and I have jeans with extra pockets, so there you go. With condoms. Total... With condoms <laughs> I keep it in there for prosperity. Yeah. Are you listening to the Totally Useless Information podcast? We're giving you some fun facts here. If you'd like some more information on the information you heard today, or if you'd like to uh, send us a request, we take your requests. TUI podcast at Outlook.com. Now, you've used a uh, measuring tape in your day. Uh, you're pretty handy around the house. Uh, yes, I do. I do a lot of the work around here. I um I do fix things around the house, and then I have to call people to fix what I just fixed. Right. 
I'm not all that handy. So if you look at a measuring tape, there's a metal part at the end of the measuring tape, and it has several uses. So first of all, there's a hole in that metal contraption at the end, which facilitates in holding a nail. It'll help you hold the nail in place. And there's another purpose that people have ignored for ages. The metal things have a serrated edge, which is supposed to be used for marking things when you don't have a pencil to mark things when you're measuring and you mark them. So those are two purposes of the metal thing at the end of your measuring tape. That's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. Now, now, folks, we want to tell you that Nick is in Toronto, Canada, and I'm in Florida. I'm down in Naples, Florida. So we are 1,500 miles apart. But that doesn't change the fact that I love to dig in a lot of these Canadian facts that really make the Canadians look great. So do you still have a $2 bill, Nick, in Canada? No, we don't. We used to. We now have a toonie. So it's a $2 coin. We call it toonie. And the, the, do you have a $2 coin? What's the $1 coin called? A loony. <laughs> so you have a loony, a toonie, and the $3 would be the goonie. Well, we don't have a $3 bill, a $3 coin yet, but you never know. Yeah, a loony and a toonie, because we got rid of uh, paper dollar bills and $2 bills a long time ago. But what is this about the $2 bill? I, it's been a while since I've seen one. The last time I was in Toronto, uh, about maybe a year ago, I saw a lot of $3 bills walking around. But, but okay. And the Canadian $2 bill, there is a flag flying over the Parliament building on the back of their $2 bill. And of there is. Yes, except for one problem. The flag that was flying over the Parliament building was the American flag. No. Yes. Really? The, the guy who made the plates, who inscribed the plates, I guess did it as a joke. He put the American flag over the Parliament building. And not one Canadian realized it. <laughs> I knew it all along. Are you kidding me? Come on. I was wondering if you knew that there was an American flag flying over the... If you're a Canadian, what's the email address? Because <laughs> I know I'm going to get it. <laughs> That's right. It's still tuipodcast at outlook.com. Eh? <laughs> hey, if you look at the padlock outside your door, and maybe you've been padlocked inside the door... Mm -hmm. For various reasons. If you notice next to the keyhole, there's another little hole. And if you look and you see that little hole, it is it has a purpose. It is to prevent water from accumulating inside, which can rust the material. So some people have to use these outdoors, and that's quite helpful. And because that's useful information, knowing about that little hole in the lock, we're going to give you the useful information sounder. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> that hurts. Wait now. Sphenopalatine ganglioneuralgia. Sphenopalatine ganglioneuralgia. Say it with me. Sphenopalatine ganglioneuralgia. Are you writing a new song? Yes, I love it. It's the Sphenopalatine ganglioneuralgia. You know what that is? No. When you go to a 7-Eleven and you buy one of those freezy things, it is a brain freeze. Sphenopalatine ganglion neuralgia. Oh, wow. That's kind of cool. I didn't know it had a name. I just know it just hurt like heck. It does have a scientific and, name. Well, that's a scientific name. And if that does happen to you, I have the remedy for it. Unlike, you know, peeing on someone who's had a jellyfish thing. Yeah. You take your tongue and put it to, on the roof of your mouth mm -hmm. and warm the top of the roof of your mouth and the pain will go away. Or sip something warm and that'll help you. You put your tongue on the top of the roof of your mouth and that warms it. Yes. 
Oh, that's the key I love segways. I'm big on segways myself. I'm a big segway guy. What's the Ain't... strongest muscle in the body? Your tongue. Come on, I'm a big oh. segway guy. <laughs> <laughs> but that's another one. Your tongue. Folks, you don't get this information. And you could go to Harvard and they don't tell you this nonsense. In fact, you know what? You will graduate with honors in the totally useless information Harvard degree. Here on the Totally Useless Information podcast. How's about this, Nick? We all yeah. know that we all know the saying blood is thicker than water, right? Yes. Okay, and it is thicker than water. How many times thicker than water? Ten. No. But that's more. <laughs> it's six <laughs> times blood is six times thicker than water. Now you know why I failed geology in school. Yeah. <laughs> we went to a public New York high school. So that'll give you an idea why we're doing this right now. <laughs> That's right. We had nothing else better to do than go out and find some totally useless information. But we put it together for you in a podcast form, and we'll come to you week after week. So stay tuned and tell everybody all about it because this will be a lot of fun. Yes, definitely. Tune in every week. And that's basically all the time we have for this edition of Totally Useless Information Podcast. But don't you worry. We will have more for you next time. So in the meantime, we want you to tell a friend about the trend. I'm Nick. And I'm Roy. Thanks for listening.